0: quality is a vital aspect for all of us, especially for those working indoors. According to The Who, roughly 3.8 million people a year die from indoor air pollution. This is a staggeringly high number, but the good news is, modern tech can help us end this hidden pandemic of poor air quality. In today's episode, we speak with John Bolman, founder and CEO of Hawken AQ, a building technology startup working to make commercial buildings healthier and COVID safe. In this episode, he explains how their technology works using ultraviolet purification to kill viruses in the air. And we also discuss how good air quality positively affects our health and the drawbacks of poor air quality on our health. We also cover how this technology can help fight COVID and how it can help create cleaner cities overall with better air quality. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Disclosure, this episode contains a client of an portfolio company.
1: So I'm John Bullman. I'm the founder and CEO of Hawk and AQ. And our mission is to end the hidden pandemic of poor air quality that's affecting all of us every day. So we monitor and improve the air quality in commercial buildings like office buildings, grocery stores, hotels, and more.
0: Fantastic. Well, I think us breathing cleaner air is definitely a mission everyone can be on board for. Um, mm-hmm even in a very divided world, I think we, everyone can get behind that. Uh, so I would love to know, like, how did the company begin?
1: Uh, it began uh, a couple of years ago now, actually right before the uh, the COVID pandemic started in late 2019. And the story is um, we, we had been working in the building automation industry for several years. Um, we actually developed a smart building platform uh, that was aimed at saving energy. So it would more efficiently manage the buildings. And that had been deployed in many different countries around the world. Um, and we saw an opportunity to improve the air quality. Air quality is something that honestly has been left by the wayside for the past going on 50 years now um, in the HVAC industry. and uh, the focus has been on saving energy and saving money really at the expense of of air quality in many different ways and so the longer we spent in the industry the more we noticed how big of an issue this was um, that really wasn't being taken up by anyone in any major way and so we wanted to to do something about that Uh, so in late 2019 we started developing um, our product um, with the goal of of having a solution that could give you a picture of the air quality in your building very quickly, but with high accuracy um, and then uh, integrate solutions to improve the air quality in the buildings.
0: Yeah, I suppose air quality is something that can be easily forgotten because as long as you're able to breathe <laughs> and you're not like, dying then most people i suppose forget about it or forget the quality they live in i mean i live in quite yeah. a contaminated kind of city when it comes to pollution and it's not until i go out into the countryside that i realize like that difference and it's just like yeah. such a stark difference and it impacts everything it impacts like your emotions your feeling your your desire to like take deep breaths and and that obviously impacts so much more than just like your lungs like just like your breathing i mean and there's tons of like specialists out there that focus on just breathing. It's not something so simple that you can obviously just do it. Uh, that we all well, we all do it obviously, and we do it in our sleep. But the fact that it can have such a profound impact on our well being and our health, I think, is something that we often forget about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, COVID has kind of woken us up to some of the importance. Uh, important impacts of, of good air quality, um, but there are so many th- ways it impacts your health. Um, and even beyond your health, like your mood, your sleep quality, uh, your uh, cognitive performance throughout the day, your ability to think clearly, all of these are, we're finding out now because of the research that's been going on on this topic. We're finding out how much uh, good air quality impacts your Your health for the better and poor air quality is really a big detriment to every area of of your life Um, so we're Mm -hmm. excited that people are becoming more aware of this issue
0: yeah it's definitely an important one now i'm not sure to what extent like i'll be able to understand this because i'm not the most technical of people um certainly when it comes to like air quality technology but i would love to just like touch on like how does the technology you use work, and how do buildings use it exactly?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll do my best to explain it. Um, the, the whole system. So, um, what we've developed is a suite of air quality sensors that can measure anything that's important to good air quality. So, CO two, particulates floating around in the air, harmful chemicals, any anything like that. Um, And so we have sensors that really anyone can install in the building. They're they're very easy and simple to install. Um, And what they do is pull the air quality data from your building into our app. And from there, you have an instant picture of the air quality in your building. So we can tell you what the air quality looks like. We actually benchmark it against um, international standards for for what good air quality is from EPA and CDC in the US, uh, BREEAM and others In the UK and more international standards. Um, So anyone can install this system in their building in about five minutes. It takes very little to no training. You can do it right on your phone. And from there, you have a detailed picture uh, based on standards of what the air quality looks like in your building through our app. Uh, And we can provide you with recommendations to improve the air quality. We can notify you when uh, air quality events are happening. For example, out here in Southern California, we often have uh, wildfires that that greatly impact the air quality. It's it's good to know when those are happening, so you can close the windows and rely on your your indoor air filtration um, in those cases. So we'll let you know air quality events, and we'll make recommendations to improve your air quality from there.
0: Cool. So I would love to know, like. If they do have this uh, like omniscient view of air quality across the bu- building, like what recommendations do you suggest uh, to improve air quality and what steps can they do generally?
1: Yeah, a lot of time it's it's really easy to make a big impact on your air quality for the better. Um, so in, in most cases, if if you just get more fresh air into your building or you improve the filtration, that's going to go a really long way. Uh, to helping you to feel better uh, throughout the day, have more energy because you're getting more fresh air, which, which increases the levels of oxygen in the building, reduces the level of CO2. Um, and then the air filtration is really important to remove the pollutants that are gonna have a big health impact on you uh, down the road. Um, so it's, it's really easy. We typically recommend improving the filtration by installing HEPA filters opening the windows more or adjusting your HVAC system so it brings in more fresh air. Um, and then uh, in some cases we'll recommend uh, ultraviolet purification of the air because that's going to help uh, kill viruses and mold that,
0: that's floating around in there. Hopefully you're enjoying the show and if you are, make sure you subscribe and never miss an episode. You can find us on all your usual podcast sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and a whole lot more, including YouTube. And we want to hear what you think, so be sure to leave us a review. Just search Brains Bite back wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I would be interested to know about COVID and how this, he- uh, how this technology can help fight COVID, because I know that you mentioned like the timing of you stepping into the air quality space is, is uh, pretty good, to be honest, 2019. Um, yeah. So that, that was yeah just before obviously COVID took off. Um, yeah. How does it help fight uh, COVID or how can it help in this battle?
1: Yeah, so COVID transmission is, is mostly airborne. It mostly travels through the air um, as a virus or on particulates like dust and pollution that's floating through the air. Um, So if you, there's a lot of research that's been done on how to reduce uh, airborne virus transmission. And it it actually dates back even all the way back to the 70s and earlier, um, where they proved that you can reduce influenza transmission um, by filtering these particulates out of your air and increasing the amount of fresh air you get into your building. Um, So that's a really good first step. Um, And then you can go a step further by adding uh, UV ultraviolet purification to your building or new technology called bipolar ionization, um, which serves to directly uh, deactivate the uh, viruses that are in the air by destroying them chemically. So you can combine all this and and you have a really strong uh, toolkit to use to fight COVID and other types of, you know, airborne viruses. And people forget um, that influenza, the flu is still around. And, and there's many other types of uh, sicknesses that transmit primarily through the air. And we can reduce the impact of all of these by uh, by improving our air quality.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a, a solid uh, tool to have in your kit to to fight these sorts of viruses, these airborne viruses. I do want to go back to something. So you mentioned like opening windows or where to open windows is like a, a recommendation um, sometimes for, to improve air quality. Now, obviously, as I mentioned, like the city that I live in is particularly bad for pollution. I would love to know like in the overall scheme of things, like how important is like the, the quality of the air outside of the building when it comes to this When it comes to really like improving air quality, is there a bigger issue at play here? And how can this technology help create cleaner cities overall with better air quality?
1: Yeah, the the outdoor air quality is kind of a a baseline for for indoor air quality in a lot of ways because um, the outdoor levels of of CO2 and pollution are just going to make it that much harder to uh, create a healthy indoor environment. So if you have a lot more pollution floating around in the outdoor air, um, your building systems just have to work that much harder to clean out and filter all these pollutants out of the air um, before they make it into your lungs while while you're sitting in the building. Um, So it's really important that we maintain good outdoor air quality, because a lot of uh, HVAC systems in these buildings just are not strong enough to keep up with uh, with elevated levels of outdoor pollution. Um, so it is really important that uh, we have and maintain a good, good levels of outdoor pollution and CO2 so that we can, we can have a healthy environment indoors. And as, as it pertains to uh, cities and impact of air quality on, on cities in general, I mean, air quality is a major cause of all sorts of adverse health effects. We're just beginning to realize how much it causes harm to the people in our cities. It's, it's a leading cause of death in many countries because the pollution, especially the type of pollution that's prevalent in cities from car exhaust and industrial applications, it's small enough to directly enter your bloodstream and it builds up. And over time, it, it basically poisons your blood. Um, so addressing this is of major importance to any city that that's serious about the health and productivity of their population.
0: Yeah, it really is quite alarming. I don't have um, the necessary I don't have the source to back this up right now at hand, but I think I do remember reading that something like seven million people a year die from uh, poor air quality, or, or I can't remember if it's poor air quality or issues with air quality anyway uh, which is really yeah. a, a very alarming figure.
1: Yeah. Harvard has an entire department exclusively dedicated to researching the health effects of indoor air quality. And, um, they, they found many, many things in, in agreement with what you said in developing countries. It's a, it's a major cause of death. Mm. Um, and e- but even in, in developed countries, uh, it's a major contributor to long-term adverse health effects. Like cancer, uh, like asthma, and uh, and cognitive decline, because it enters your bloodstream and builds up. Mm.
0: Now, obviously, the air quality of the surroundings of the building, or the wherever the building may be located, is an issue. But what other issues does this technology currently face, and how do you think these can be addressed?
1: I think the the biggest issue to combating this. Uh, this problem is, is awareness. Um, people in developing countries are very much aware of how important good air quality is because um, it's really kind of in their face. But in, in developed countries, we've um, gotten comfortable with the assumption that our air quality is, must be really good, right? Um, it must be really good. Our, when we're sitting in the office all day, we're probably okay, um, you know, the air isn't gonna kill us. Um, but actually, the research has shown that that you should be much more concerned about this, especially in terms of the long-term effects of how it's how it's impacting your lifespan and the health issues it can cause um, in the future for you. Um, so awareness of of this issue, it, it's really an important aspect to how we're going to combat this in the future because if people aren't aware of it, we're not going to do anything about it. Um, so you're. People need to be aware that you're going to live a longer, healthier life if you're not being poisoned every day by the building you're sitting in, right? And it's starting to enter the public discourse now, but we need more of it.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I hope that this conversation extends that. And um, I'm glad that the work you're doing yeah, brings more awareness to this issue. Now, on that kind of topic of the work you're doing, what is next and what's on the horizon for Hawken AQ?
1: Yeah, so next, uh, ironically, we're kind of going full circle, we're we're working to tackle the issue of the energy footprint of buildings. So buildings are about 30% of the carbon footprint worldwide. Um, So if you can make an impact on that, on the energy footprint of buildings, you're going to make a huge impact on energy usage worldwide. So we're working on something that will reduce the carbon footprint of most buildings by 20 or 30% even if they're really old and hard to upgrade, um, which is key. And the trick of doing this right is doing it while still maintaining a comfortable and healthy environment for the humans that are in the building. Most systems in the past have sacrificed health for energy savings. Um, We want to show that if you have the right technology, you can actually have your cake and eat it too. So we think balancing this Uh, we think balancing air quality and energy usage is really important to creating a better future for all of us. So we're excited about that and you'll hear more of it soon.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'm really happy to hear that the work you're doing has, yeah, potentially will lead us to solutions which we desperately need answers to um, or solutions for anyway. And uh, those are all my questions for now. The only, I I would be curious to know, like uh, the name Hawken AQ, like where did that come from?
1: Uh, well, AQ stands for air quality, and uh, Hawken is, is uh, a name that uh, I just really like the way it sounds. And <laughs> I thought of it a few, uh, several years ago, actually, at this point. It was about 10 years ago, um, and I uh, thought it was a catchy name, so I went with it.
0: I like that. That's that's <laughs> cool. I like the fact that um, some people that I have on have, like, really intricate stories or, like, backstories or ideas to their names. But I love the fact you were like, I like that name. I'll pick that. That's, uh, I like your decisiveness to go with that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so that's that's basically uh, everything that I was looking to cover in this episode. The only thing that um, I would love to just clarify before we leave is like how people can get in touch with you or follow you on, on Instagram or Facebook, social media, wherever you happen to be. And yeah, keep up with the work you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're Huck and AQ on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and, uh, we'll actually, will actually have a TikTok up soon if <laughs> you can look for that. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us directly, just email launch at hawkinaq.com.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today, John. Thank you very much for having me. Growing a company has many hurdles from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search, each business challenge is uniquely complex. The solution to these challenges is growth-focused digital PR and marketing, and that's where our sponsor Publicize comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. Publicize builds on your business's online presence and gets high-quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. And for a limited time only, exclusive to Brains Bite Back listeners, you can receive a social media assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge with this special promotion. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash BBB. That's publicize.co slash BBB. This is the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this and you want to hear more episodes just like it, then follow and subscribe to Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube under the channel of our publication, The Sociable. Just search Brains Bite Back and you'll find all of our episodes there. We really love hearing what you have to say. So leave us a review on iTunes or on any other podcasting platform to let us know what you think. You can also reach out on Twitter at, at The Sociable. And finally, go to sociable.co where you can find all our episodes and plenty of articles on topics just like this. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, stay safe and stay healthy.